0: principal differences between a Level 1 and a Level 2 instructor, what do you see as the main difference between the, the two?
1: piece of paper. Um, I don't believe that a Level 1 or a Level 2 coach just means that they've done the course. It just means that they put the time in to do the study, to make the effort to improve themselves as coaches. But I don't actually believe that a Level 1 coach with 20 years experience is any less of a coach than a level 2 coach with 10 years experience. Um, They both bring different things to it and I think whether you're a level 1, level 2, level 3 or level 4, you still need to respect the other levels because we all bring something different, we all bring something new. Um, So really it's, it's just a piece of paper that says you've done the course.
0: And so that's similarly then, I suppose that brings me on to the next question of maybe between a level two and a level three.
1: Basically the same. It is a piece of paper, however, the the courses are slightly different. So whereas a level two would take you from being a coach. A level one would be a coach that was delivering beginner's courses. A level two would be a coach that would be taking people after the, the, the beginners course on to a little more advanced and, and developing them uh, to, to maybe national competition. Whereas a level 3 would be more involved with the higher levels of nutrition, mental and um, developing international archers or archers that want to go further. Um, and. Level 3 coaches also would deliver national level 1 and level 2 courses.
0: Okay. okay. Perfect. And do you enjoy teaching level 1 and level 2 courses?
1: As I said, it depends who's on the course. <laughs> but in general, yes. Um, I like being able to help people progress through the stages. I, li- I, like, I like watching people develop and especially if they're interested.
0: Mm. And do individual archers, like uh, from a, a club or maybe through Facebook or maybe from other clubs, do they actually approach you personally seeking um, assistance and advice? Maybe they have a bigger problem with their form or their equipment or maybe they're in for competition. But do they ever actually approach you personally and say, look, Colleen, can you help me with this?
1: They do. Um, they do. No, it wouldn't be every day, but, um, yeah, sometimes, I think sometimes an artist gets to a point where they're sort of, they're stagnating and they, they sort of look for a coach and sometimes young women tend to come to me because I'm a woman and I think they just generally feel more comfortable working with, especially teenage girls. Um, yeah. I mean, other coaches would ask me to take a look at, because trad is more my thing, they would, if they weren't sure about something, they would ask me, can I have a look or can I help larger? But equally, if I am a compounder, I would, it's not my thing. So I would approach a coach that is specific to compound. I think, you know, knowing your weaknesses and your strengths is a very very important part of being a coach
0: and like that do you get to do much individual one-on-one coaching
1: yes quite a bit i am doing i'm working four different archers at the moment um at different levels um, the one-to-one is interesting i think once you get to level two and level three you start working more one-to-one than you're doing groups because you do less of the beginners courses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And why did you become a coach, especially at level three? Or maybe there's two or three questions <laughs> in that because you have to be level one, level two first.
1: Right. Thomas Coakley has a lot to answer for. Um, he encouraged me to develop into the coaching side of it. Um, but I like seeing. I like people. I've seen the light bulb moments people have when something I'm explaining to them to help them improve their artery and they get that light bulb moment and it, it's, they feel good about themselves and it, it's great to see that yeah. and it's great to be able to help people reach that yeah.
0: point. No, it's, it's a nice feeling now to get no fairness, Which is still working. The questions get harder and harder as we get her. <laughs> they were the easy leading ones. So, when training level one coaches, is there any items or issues or focus point? that regularly arises that seems to be common among potential level 1 instructors? So for example, is there a common theme that you notice amongst when people are coming in, you're training them as level 1 instructors, but you know seems to be one issue, or maybe not all the time, but a regular issue that seems to arise that you just need to focus on with them?
1: One thing that level, people coming to do the level 1 is they sometimes don't think they're good enough to be coach. They don't think they're good enough. But as I say to them, you wouldn't be on the course. You wouldn't have gone to all that trouble Mm. to be on the course unless you wanted to improve and help others improve. Mm. So I think it's a little bit of a confidence thing. But as I always say to them, you're here doing this. So of course you are capable. And you have to keep learning.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. And then the same thing when you're coaching level ones to become level two. Is there a common thing or is it the same thing or is another?
1: There's no real one thing. I think once a coach is coaching at level one for a number of months and they come to do the level two, They're already, they're already making decisions to go the coaching way. Okay. So I think then the confidence thing and the not being good enough isn't quite such the issue as it would be with yeah. some of the level one candidates. And then from then on they tend to be varied. It, it's a very individual thing that people have different things that they want
0: to focus on or they think they're weak on. Like static releases. <laughs> um, so, do you think there should be more engagement with archers by level 2 instructors on a one-on-one basis? Like for example, in other words, do you think um, level twos should be more, and it's across the board, should be more proactive in in putting themselves out there, saying I'm available, I'm here to help, you might necessarily know I'm here, you might not even know what a a level two does, but I'm here to help. Reaching out if you like.
1: Well I think all coaches need to be reaching out, a little bit, but at the same time you can't, an archer needs to be at the point where they want to help. And usually when an archer gets to the point where they want help or they know they need help, they will actually go looking for somebody to help them, whether it's another member in the club or whether it's a coach within the club. And if they approach another member looking for help, quite often that member will say, well, look, why don't you try this coach or that coach, whether it be a level one, a level two or a level three coach. So I think... It be known in the club club atmosphere that this is the list of coaches we have, um, then really it's down to the Um, archer. You can't be forcing yourself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And in a couple of lines, would you have a, a coaching philosophy or ethos? How lines so that you would actually um, define or describe or capture your approach to coaching? Just maybe. Uh, My approach to
1: coaching.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or just that's m- 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 maybe not maybe not just the approach, but even just coaching, like. But, well, you know.
1: I think you have to be. You have to have a passion for. It. Yeah. You. You have to. And you have to understand that if you're going to go coaching, it will impact your own personal archery. And, you know, I suppose you just have to sort of accept as a coach, okay, this is going to impact my archery, or you train harder and at different times. I think it just depends, and I think no two coaches
0: coach the same well, Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and we all have something to bring.
0: And this actually reminds me of the little diagram you showed me yesterday of the, in your opinion, are there any particular qualities such as character, organisational skills, ability, experience that stand out in making someone an effective archery coach or an instructor? That the diagram you had. The, the,
1: the effective coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose like you've got to listen. You've got to listen to the concerns of the archer and sometimes what they think is wrong is not what's actually wrong. So you have to have good observation skills. Um, Patience. You need patience. Um, And you need to be able to laugh at yourself because... Sometimes you have to make a fool of yourself to put the, coach, the archer at, at ease or the, or the coach that you're coaching at ease. I think you have to make it fun. You have to yeah. be lighthearted about some of this. So, you know, I think I just go at it the way I am, with yeah. yourself.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Um, perfect. perfect. That quite, I, I, when I saw that diagram, I just couldn't. Uh, help I it, like, must I'll yeah. send that on Yeah, to I, I, I actually might just put up, and I, I won't put it up as the answer. Like, but <laughs> but, um, so, similarly, if there was, if you were to pick five words ah. as desirable traits of a coach, what would they be? Just five words. I've
1: actually given them to you in the last question. Um, be passionate about what you do be a good listener too yep. for two reasons one you need to listen as a coach to understand what you are interested in, you need to listen as a coach to other coaches yep. and you need to listen be adaptable adaptable okay um a training session might not go the way you want it. Like this morning, we were planning to go to the woods and then we thought we were not going to the woods and then it's all muddy so we're not going to do 3Ds, we're going to do a distance. So be adaptable, you know, and you can always adapt a training session, you can always adapt whatever you do. Mm. If you try, if you think. Good observation skills. Uh, observation is a massive thing. Yes. If you don't observe your archer properly, you're not going to see the issues. Oh. And you can't fix what you don't see. Perfect. And make it fun. Has to be fun.
0: Absolutely. Um see now. Oh yeah. For either a level one or a level two coach, are there any recurring challenges you can encountered when giving it could be maybe an archer's resistance to take on what they hear or is it maybe a, a time constraint or just a recurring challenge
1: the, ca- the, the challenges between level one and level two are no different to level three okay your time constraint yeah like every We're all busy, we're working, we have families, we have other commitments, so usually I think one of the issues is that that your coaching cuts into your personal Mm archery time and that can be frustrating. recurring, I don't think that you can, every situation is different yeah. and it's very hard to say that, this is a recurring theme or this is a recurring yeah. it might be in one club, in a different club, it might be a different thing um, so a, a coach from club A might have very different recurring issues to somebody in club B so I think it, it, it's very hard to pin something like that down
0: I like that slightly similar question but maybe it's more kind of a personal question what do you find to be the hardest and most challenging part of being a coach if there's anything, anything at all
1: being a woman <laughs>
0: okay, that's fair enough yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: sometimes there are very few women coaches and that's not just in our tree it's there are very few yeah. women coaches in sport altogether, and I think that's partly because Women are involved very greatly at home and their time constraints are greater than perhaps a guy's would be. So you get a lot more male coaches, and sometimes male coaches can sort of exert a dominance. For me personally, I'm quite arsy, so they don't get away with it. But there are women coaches. Do find it hard to deal with? Mm. Um, that I would say is that is something that can't be helped. It, it is just the way of life. Of course. Um, and you do have to harden up a bit as a female, though. You do mm. have to sort of harden up a bit and say, no, I'm not taking your nonsense. Um, but that's not always easy.
0: And like that, is there any one thing or a few things that's your most favourite or rewarding part of being a coach?
1: Oh yeah, like what moments? I love seeing coach I'm coaching, and after I'm coaching, suddenly join the dots to what I'm explaining to them, what I'm trying to get them to do, and everything falls in place, because the great joy that person gets is is just unbelievable, and see that joy in somebody's face and know that you've helped that person get there, it makes you feel good in yourself. Yeah, you
0: know, brilliant. And is there any... Any books you recommend for up-and-coming coaches?
1: Yes, core archery definitely. I think every archer should read core archery. Um, Larry Weiss's books are very concise. They're small books; they're easy to read. Yep. Um, there are a few. There are a few, quite a lot of videos. A lot of people turn to videos these yeah. days. And um, archery strong would be a good one. Um, to, to refer to video wise um, you can find them on Facebook and on um, YouTube I think another good writer would be Steve Bruce. Steve
0: Bruce, ok yeah.
1: um, he's, got, he's got quite some, some good coaching books mm. and general articles mm. books um, but I think you know sometimes you just find an archery book or you read an archery book that really appeals to you but as we're all individuals that book might not appeal to the next person so it's a bit of a personal thing really um but i do core archery would be the definite every archer needs it
0: and when it comes to culture, specifically as a for a level two instructor is there a benchmark that a Level 2 instructor um, would measure their own, their own achievements on coaching? Or it could be maybe their form, it could be maybe their lightbulb moment, or is it how they perform at competition level? How does a Level 2 archer measure their own kind of performance as a coach? Or is it is, is a combination of things?
1: It's a combination. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a combination because... Not all level two coaches want to be seriously competitive. Okay, so although a level two coach has to comply with the requirements to keep their license within IFA, the requirement is that they shoot, yeah, and they get scores on the classification. Okay, to record that, they return their logs, they get the metics. So, not all coaches want to be great archers, um, and so. Their own performance and their archer's performance, depending on what that archer's goal is, no. wouldn't necessarily be the results in competition. Okay. okay. So competition, it depends what type of archer you are and what type of coach you are. Okay. If you are if you are focused On competition, if if that's your area, because we all have areas that we're a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know, then you could, that could be a a way of measuring it. But if you're a coach that is more interested in bringing on fun
0: parts,
1: then maybe people staying in the sport, people going out having fun days. And staying with the club is the way you measure it.
0: And that comes back to where, when people are reaching out to a coach, that's the person they gravitate towards, depending on the advice they may be. If they're looking for help, they'll say, well, look, contact that person or give him a buzz, because they know that person is, maybe what their needs are or their, their aspirations are. Like.
1: Yeah, and sometimes, like, no two coaches work the same way. Yeah. And it's like... Personalities can clash. So a coach that might be one person might be raving about, yeah. another person might not be able to work with at all. Yeah. So in that situation, from a coach's perspective, you just to say, "Well, look, this, this isn't working. Perhaps you need to try another coach." But you have to be you have to be willing to admit that you can't coach everybody to admit that you need to refer to other coaches and other have different techniques to you, they have different yeah. ways of explaining things, which might work better with yeah. that archer. So it's not an insult and it shouldn't be taken as yeah. an affront that an archer can't work with you. Yeah. It should just be a case of, okay, fair enough, this isn't working, but I think I might, you know, try this. try this coach. Always yeah. be willing to guide the archer towards a coach that might be more what they need. It doesn't mean you fail. It just means that that archer needs a different type of coaching. It's what you can provide.
0: Perfect. And um, you're in the club or you're in the woods, in the hall shooting away, and as a coach you've noticed maybe you know, the shy, struggling, but an archer is clearly eager, who's clearly interested in it, but they have issues. What's your approach?
1: It depends. Um, if you're talking about... Uh, an archer that maybe is a little bit timid of of, searching a coach out Um, I would approach them and just sort of say how you doing you know um, if they don't know me personally as a coach because I'm not always at club, I would introduce myself and say I have noticed you are having a difficulty with this would you like some help If they just turn around and say, No, I don't need help, then okay, fair enough, you've done what you can. But in 10 days' time, they might sort of think, Do you know what, maybe I do need help. And they might come back to you or they might approach another coach. If they ask you to, Yeah, I'd love your help, then fair enough. But also be willing to sort of say, Okay, fair enough, this Archer doesn't need my help at the moment, and walk away, but at least you've let them know that you're there if they need you you
0: know, you can't do anything. And then, last <laughs> anything you'd like to add?
1: No, just make
0: it fun. <laughs> make it fun. Happy days. So, there you are, done
1: and dusted.
0: That's done and dusted. That is brilliant.